Hi, my name is Nick White from Web Anywhere. I'm here today to interview Sean Gilligan, founder and CEO of Web Anywhere, about some of the latest trends and developments in the learning and development industry. Well, hi, Sean. Um, tell me, how much of a switch has there been over the last 10 years from classroom to online learning? I think if we look at the last 10 years when it comes to online learning, clearly there's been leaps and bounds of improvement due to improvements to infrastructure such as broadband connectivity and coverage and the advances of the smartphone. Uh, when broadband was weak and there was poor latency and coverage, you couldn't uh, do video online learning experiences. But now uh, with modern technology, uh, high speed broadband video experiences are much uh, more prevalent. And of course, during the pandemic, um, if we didn't have things like Zoom and high-speed internet, would we have survived and thrived uh, in the economy at large? And of course, the pandemic has seen the shift from the chalk and talk uh, classroom through to online learning. If you look at the uh, sort of trends in online learning over the years, you had the advent of things such as MOOCs and Coursera, Udemy and Udacity, where we were looking at uh, self-paced uh, learning. Uh, you've then had various marketplaces emerge and the latest uh, trend has been live cohort based learning sessions, which is peer to peer and uh, often video based. But without that infrastructure, without high speed Internet and uh, advanced smartphones, some of these things that we're now experiencing and benefiting from wouldn't have been possible. What has driven this change to online? Pre-pandemic, there was obviously a shift to online, but the majority of funding was still uh, on classroom-based chalk and talk. I think during the pandemic, uh, we've seen this acceleration uh, to digital. As Satya Nadella said, um, we've seen something happen in a year or two that would have taken five years. So in effect, there has been this shift to online um, and it's been just a, a necessity rather than something that's been designed. Um, I think without the pandemic, undoubtedly, the shift to digital uh, transformation with online learning would have been slower. So it's been accelerated by the pandemic at large. Of course, the next step is to make online learning more interactive. What steps have Web Anywhere taken to do this? I firmly believe that the best way to learn is to teach and the whole idea of peer-to-peer -peer knowledge sharing networks with self-curated content, micro-learning, social peer review. Uh, these are things that I believe in, in terms of the future of online learning. Uh, traditionally, you might have an L&D department curating content for compliance and mandatory courses. But more and more, I'm seeing uh, self-created courses by departments, by teams that are consumed uh, throughout a business. So I think the opportunities for uh, example, creating podcasts within a business and creating online video with a bottom up approach rather than a top down approach are things that I'm excited uh, to see when it comes to interactivity and uh, the curation of online content. An example of interactive online content is H5P, which is a tool that makes video interactive. What it means is instead of having a static video, you can make it interactive with quizzes and you can track uh, the video with fancy analytics. Um, this way, it's uh, cost effective to simply film some footage 
and then overlay it with interactivity. During the pandemic, I've seen onboarding and exits uh, facilitated with screencasts. So, for example, if someone's exiting the business, asking them not only to document uh, their knowledge, but to create screencasts in a private group that can be then shared with new starters. This has been highly effective in transferring knowledge and avoiding the so-called brain drain. Okay, uh, tell me more about cohort-based learning and why is it so important? If we go back to when we were at school, um, in the classroom, we learnt with our peers and live cohort-based learning is very much the same, but taking that method online with video and the internet, learning with your peers uh, means that you form relationships, there's competition, there's a bit of peer group pressure and this encourages people to keep going when things get hard. It means that the completion rates of live cohort-based courses is much higher than that of the asynchronous equivalents where it's self-paced and an individual might take on an online course. Doing it in a group uh, with students is just more effective. And this is the latest trend when it comes to online learning. We're hearing that more and more people want to learn in short, sharp bites. Do you think there's a role for media such as TikTok in the learning environment? And how would it be used? Nick, as you already know, attention spans are being diminished all the time. And there is Learn on TikTok, which is a campaign that TikTok themselves are promoting where creators, educators, professors, even VCs are on there educating people about various subject matter. Uh, the problem with TikTok is it's controlled by a Chinese company and therefore it has the scrutiny of the Chinese government and therefore there has been some controversies. So when L&D departments think about micro learning with short video, they should perhaps think about other platforms where they can control the data, uh, reduce the need for advertising and have admin access to uh, the content. But the whole trend of short micro learning videos is absolutely uh, being demonstrated on TikTok and uh, lots of cr creators, uh, the passion economy uh, are making money out of TikTok videos. Um, for people with short uh, attention spans like myself, I, I find it uh, thoroughly addictive and a really uh, transformational method of uh, consuming content. I'm a big fan of people being coached as well as learning. How can the solutions that Web Anywhere has be used in coaching? I totally agree, Nick. I think if you look at um, coaching, it can be the antidote to a lot of problems within business. The problem is it's often reserved for top management because it's time-consuming and expensive. And this is where online technology can come in and perhaps democratise learning, whereby instead of top management getting the coaching, you can get it to the wider management team and middle management. The way you do this is through asynchronous video and tools such as Watch and Learn allows coaches and coaches to asynchronously communicate with video. This takes less time, it's more flexible, and therefore instead of just hitting a top team with coaching, you can go for a wider subsection of the business and therefore it can be more accessible and more impactful. In your experience, what are the biggest mistakes 
that learning and development departments can make when organizing a brand new program. If you look at common mistakes when it comes to online learning, it's the same as with software development. If you don't talk to your users, i.e. your learners, uh, constantly, then you could create content that just isn't relevant and doesn't help them in their jobs. So having a, a really good dialogue, a constant feedback loops between management, middle management, customers, both internal and external, these are things that are going to help you create world-class courses. Um, without that feedback loop, without talking to users, this is when mistakes are going to be made. There are a lot of LMS providers out there in the market. What do you think differentiates the really good ones from the also-rans? Nick, you're quite right. There's a, a lot of LMS providers out there and there's consolidation happening in the marketplace, whether it's open source software or proprietary. Uh, there's plenty to choose from. I would say the best LMS is integrate uh, with many different platforms, be it Salesforce, be it uh, Workday and other HR uh, platforms, uh, be it with um, analytic tools. And so integrations to other software is important. And also... Um, You've got to establish whether you want off-the-shelf software and you're not really interested about customizing the platform. Uh, if you're just happy to configure the platform, then there's plenty of SaaS platforms you can just plug and play with. Um, I think when it comes to customization, co-creation, and really getting your LMS to fit your business objectives, quite often open source uh, platforms uh, are a good route to take because you can... Um, customize and really tailor the learning experience to, towards your needs where sometimes uh, with a, an off-the-shelf platform this is much more difficult to accomplish but yes there's lots of LMS providers out there you should speak to customers you should get reference points you, you should read reviews watch YouTube videos of uh, what the latest platforms are and uh, quite often you'll be able to get a sandbox or a free trial so you can test drive the platform before making that purchasing uh, decision. Do you think that learning and development gets enough kudos within organizations, especially international organizations? I think if you look at the kudos and the appreciation for online learning, it is on the rise. And I think that's because you can start mapping learning analytics to business KPIs and proving cases around the efficacy of learning learning outcomes, learning impacts, and that return on investment. Uh, the data, the devil in the detail and the data is making online learning uh, a real thing because you can start to prove business cases that if this person does this online course, their conversion rate is improved by 5 or 10%. Perhaps their average order value is driven up if they're a sales individual or they generate more leads. So you can start mapping learning outcomes to business uh, outcomes and that then becomes a lot more impactful when it comes to executives making those return on investment decisions so i think the ability to track the advanced analytics around online learning is a, a real winner and therefore the uh, the agenda of online learning and its impact is of high priority now i think in businesses both local national and international of course, many mid-market companies didn't used to have a learning management system. Now, post-pandemic, they're seriously thinking about how can we train our staff if we can't do it 
in the classroom. We have to go online. We need a learning management system in order to do that. If you were to start your career all over again, what sector would you want to go into? That's an interesting question, Nick. I think if I was to do it all again, um, looking back to myself when I was 25 and started the business, I'm now uh, nearly 44. Um, I would still choose the internet. I would choose the web because I think it's just the most disruptive um, phenomenon within uh, the last couple of decades in terms of the economy, in terms of democratising knowledge and education. I might veer towards things like e-commerce, and other business productivity apps rather than online learning. But what we're seeing is a massive convergence of all these tools that actually um, you might have platforms that are selling online courses. You might have learning platforms that in effect are productivity platforms. So I wouldn't change a thing. I have no regrets. I'd absolutely place my bets, my time, my energy on internet uh, web application development because I think you can be creative And I think you can impact the lives of thousands and thousands of people. And by raising uh, people's education online, you can raise living standards and quality of life. You can really impact the world. And this is quite a noble thing to do. And finally, when you're looking to employ people, what are the key characteristics you look for in individuals? Give me just three. When I'm hiring talent, I look for three main qualities with an individual. The first one has to be integrity, which is doing what you say and saying what you do um, is is there, that we're not bending the rules, that, that we're not being dishonest, uh, both to ourselves and to the company. Um, we also look for people with energy. Without that energy, um, we're going to have real problems growing a business. Uh, if someone's sapping my energy... Uh, and I have to provide them with energy, that's a real issue. What we need is positive conversations, people with energy that want to drive the business forward. And we also need people with initiative, that curiosity, that creativity to know what to do, uh, to run experiments and fail fast and then uh, pick themselves up and go again. So for me, it's integrity, it's energy, and it's that initiative to drive the business forward. That's what I uh, look for. And those are the sorts of people that... Um, are in winning teams here at Web Anywhere. Nick, I just want to say thank you for doing the interview with me. Uh, It's been wide-ranging. Hopefully you've learned a little bit about Web Anywhere and some of the latest trends when it comes to online learning and my opinions on those trends. Thanks for interviewing me and we'll speak soon. Well, thank you, Sean. That was really enlightening. Um, If you want to listen to any of our past podcasts or future podcasts, please check out the links uh, surrounding this one or visit us on uh, webanywhere.com. We look forward to speaking with you. Goodbye.